Hello, and welcome to How Do You Drew? This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by thedrewseum.com. And sponsored by our friends at Positive Medium. I'm Anne. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to our newest episode. Here we are again. Keep on doing it. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, we're here. (laughs) Episode 18. For some reason, because we're having fun, that's why. (laughs) We are. Can you believe we've done this for 18 weeks, though? That is kind of wild. Oh, when you put it that way, that's that's really cool. I mean, we're creeping up on half a year. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) If this podcast was a baby and the weeks were years, they would be legal now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the way I think of time. Yep. (laughs) All right, let's jump into it because we've got some oopsie daisies and some follow-ups from last week's episode. So if you listen to last week's episode, we did all of the other reindeer just to get in the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. And I kind of realized later, I was like, oh, we never mentioned who the writer and director were. Like we never even gave them a credit, which is kind of <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the best, but I did find something interesting. So the writer, his name is Steve Young and he worked with Letterman for 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is the screenwriter, right? Because yeah. we have- Yeah, and okay, he wrote yes. the lyrics, at least, of some of the songs. Oh, okay, cool. So he yeah. adapted the book to to the movie and then wrote some songs. That's so cool. I know. I just thought that was kind of like a cool connection that I'm sure Drew probably at least knew him in passing from going on Letterman so many times. There has to be some kind of connection at the very minimum too big of a coincidence yeah and then exactly. uh the director he's credited as oscar moore but his imdb says he now goes by steve moore i don't know what that means they were uh, like we can't have a steve young and a steve moore yeah pick a different name uh, i'll pick oscar <laughs> um he just has like some credits that are animated stuff so that's cool so that's that i just wanted to set that straight sorry we didn't mention you guys last time whoops <laughs> oopsies <laughs> Um, and then another follow-up. So you remember we were talking about how Drew loves words in that episode? Because yes. Said, uh, what was the word she picked for Olive? Joyous? Joyous. Okay. No, jovial. Jovial. Yes, that's what it was. So anyway, on the Drew Barrymore show this week, Ross said to Drew, I know you love words so much. And she's like, yeah, I've got my dictionaries here. Like it's it was exactly what we we're talking about. My God. I know. It's because they were talking about Scrabble expanding their dictionary. That was like the story they were talking nice. about. Nice. I was like, oh, yeah, we just talked about this. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know, of course. Ahead <laughs> of it. <laughs> I think that falls into cosmic coincidences, even though it's just like yeah, it, a normal it works. fact. It counts. Yeah. I'm counting it. <laughs> yep. Um, let's talk about the fun other podcast that we are on that came out this week. Oh, yay. So this is so cool. So Ashley has already been a guest on this podcast before called Fish Netflix. And what did you talk about on that on there previously ever after? Yeah, that was ever after. So we joined them for an episode that was just released this week um, to talk about home fries. And it was so (laughs) much fun. Um, So thank you, Blair and Marie for having us. We had so much fun. And they are so hilarious. Like, I listened back to it. And I was laughing so much at them like not necessarily at me and Anne, but Anne, actually Anne, you had some zingers in there 
Yay. <laughs> so if you want to hear more of us and you're, um, you know, you just miss our voice and, you know, we haven't done enough hours of, t- of podcast for you, go and check out Fish Netflix. And, you know, if you like home fries, we'll get to it one day, but we kind of felt like we already got into a lot of it. So yep. we just let them take the reins on that one. Yep. So go check out <laughs> Fish Netflix. Yay. Thanks, guys. And then the last thing I wanted to chat with you about is I'm finally reading Selma Blair's book, which okay. is called Mean Baby. Okay. It's really good. I want to read it. Yeah, I suggest you do. I don't know if you recall, but at the very beginning of season three of the Drew Barrymore show, she came on to promote the book and had like a private conversation, her and Drew. It wasn't in front of an audience. Okay. So I've been interested since then. One thing I just thought you should know is that she, I guess you probably remember this because you're a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan that Mm -hmm. they did a movie together called Highway. Yeah, I really like it. Okay. Yeah, I remember you watching it. Isn't Jared Leto in it too? Yep, Jared Leto's in it too, correct. Weird. She So she said she visited Jake on the set of Donnie Darko, which I thought was really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's like a fun little thing to imagine. Oh, I love that. (laughs) But the main reason I'm bringing it up is there's like a whole section of her book where Drew comes up and they talked about this. Okay. So spoiler if you haven't read the book yet. So Selma's dad and his girlfriend for years were sending weird like letters about Selma anytime she got cast in something they would like send letters to the production company saying that she was like an addict and like all this really weird stuff what yeah it was, it's like bizarre and one of the other things they would do would send death threats to Drew's agents on like but from quote unquote from Selma what <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this like private investigator that Drew's agents hired were looking into it and like contacted Selma and was like, yeah, like, I know it's not you. I've traced it to this address. It was like her dad's office. It was bizarre. So she was always like humiliated about this. (laughs) So weird. I know. So when Charlie's Angels was going on, I guess she begged her agents to get her an audition and Nancy was like, no, sorry, don't you know about the history between Selma and Drew? Mm. She was just like mortified. Um, but I guess Drew never knew any of this. Like this was all kept from her. So one day <gasps> Selma met her at a clothing store on Sunset and she apologized and told her everything. Oh. I know. And Drew hugged her and said, don't worry, we all have wild family stuff. It was just totally cool about it, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, Selma wrote in the book, I count my lucky stars. The famous star is the dearest Drew who seems to have an unending source of compassion. Oh, my God. I know. I'm still like reeling a little bit about like, why? <laughs> I guess I need to read. Oh, the book. when I watched, they talk about it when she goes on Drew's show back in September. And I was just like, what? Like it took it was I couldn't even quite. So understand. I must have not watched that because I don't remember that at all so I must have missed that and now I need to go back and watch it I am just like what it's so weird I mean the fact that you and I are into true crime this kind of like (laughs) falls within that interest like I'm just like why were they doing that what does Selma's career have to do with Drew's as far as like well yeah so Selma they she didn't talk about in the book but she talked about on drew's show and she said that she'd always really looked up to drew and admired her and so they they she thinks they picked drew as the like target to like really get selma where it hurt (laughs) it's so weird 
Wow. I know. It is interesting because she was a very, very, very young alcoholic, like seven. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And so I think like there's some stuff there that her and Drew were kind of like understanding with each other. Wow. I definitely need to rewatch that interview now that I've read half the book. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. That was very interesting. On a lighter note, (laughs) here's some mail that's not a death threat. (laughs) (laughs) You've got mail. Um, So we have a second message from Christian, who is a great supporter of ours. Okay. And Christian said, I just wanted to say that I'm loving this podcast. A podcast about a person's work is a great concept. Very original, by the way. A podcast about Drew and Drew herself having her own. It's great. Maybe Drew will know about this podcast. Keep it up. That's the hope. <laughs> I will also say that's the goal, but we have so many other goals associated yeah, with this podcast, I that's think. That's just but one of the goals. <laughs> one of the goals would be to have Drew know about it and be on it. <laughs> yes, please. And we'll go visit and do Drew's news podcast with her anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, you know what? We're free. You know, we'll just, we'll fit it in. We'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me what's new with Drew. Okay, not too much. It's funny because I told you there wasn't going to be anything to talk about. And because I had this one thing, which is not really new, but this Mm -hmm. is new, like put it in our little Drew details, little trivia. Mm -hmm. She said on the show this week that she had auditioned for a bunch of Brendan Fraser movies. And the only one she, I know, the only one she said by name was Encino Man, which I totally could see. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't you know if I've seen it or not. Somebody, uh, Robin Tunney from Empire Records and the Craft, mm-hmm. I think she's in it. And was do you think that's the role that she would have been auditioning? Maybe for? I know there's like I literally haven't seen it since I was like in seventh grade, which is so weird. All right, I got it. It's Polly Shore, Brendan Fraser, Sean Astin, Robin Tunney, Rose McGowan. Oh, I was right. But I'm guessing it would have been like one of those two women. Yeah. So it came out in 92. So yeah, I could see that would kind of fit with the time frame of when she would be doing auditions for these types of movies. Wow. So interesting. Yeah. I just thought that was fun. I always like hearing about a movie we didn't know she auditioned for. Like, yeah, just a fun little piece of trivia. That's awesome. Okay. But the big news, the one I was like, I literally told you we've got no no news. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, she just dropped something huge. (laughs) So she was talking to Gail King on the Drew Barrymore show Mm -hmm. and she admitted that she is seeing someone and I quote from her past (gasps) who she came across on a dating app. (laughs) Whoa. I know. So when I say from her past, I'm going to be pretty secure in saying this is not a major X because she also just had Mindy Kaling on the show. And told her that she now finally knows, and I'm like, finally, like right now, you know, that the book is closed on all her exes. Oh. So I don't think it's a major ex. I think it's somebody she might have had like a little thing with at some point in the past. Okay. Um, But she's clearly excited about this guy. Like her eyes were like twinkling. (laughs) And she said that he sends her postcards, which is really cute. He doesn't live in New York. Yeah, he knows she likes that, so he does it. She's like, "Wow, he like makes a plan. He sends me postcards." Like, and uh, the only other clue that she gave, Gail was saying that she wants like a guy who can like pick her up over his shoulder, (laughs) and Drew said, "Oh, this guy would not be able to do that to me." 
So he must be thin or small of frame. Small. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> okay. And then uh, she wouldn't go into detail about this as much when she was on Entertainment Tonight last week, but it did come up. And she, <laughs> I swear, even the lady was like, you've got like a twinkle in your eye. Uh oh. There was a second and third date. She looks really happy. And I thought this was cool. She brought up, she said, when Gwen Stefani was on the show, she said, Gwen said this thing that shook me to my core. And it was what I I knew she was going to be affected by, which was Gwen saying that she thought she was just going to be like a lonely single mom forever. So I knew it. You totally (laughs) called it like waiting for her to say that. And then her saying something and Drew being like touched and yeah that like romantic sort of thing grow back in her world a little bit it was a very brief moment in that interview but I I could tell it you you called it out (laughs) yeah okay so you have a an idea of who it is did we want to like say that on air do you want to just kind of keep that or to ourselves let's keep it to ourselves just in case we don't want rumors starting okay and I will say that this idea came from Renata at Drew Barrymore Brazil because she's okay good at this stuff so I told her to keep an eye on it (laughs) it's okay I guess I can I just tease that it's somebody that she has been photographed with like way long ago yeah that's a good way and that and that it's like not too far-fetched to imagine it's true yeah I like yeah, that. Well, okay, so we think we know. Thank you to Renata for giving Ashley that little kind of tip. And we'll see. I feel pretty good that that could be true. Or it could be someone we've never even heard of. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> pretty okay, cool, huh? so yeah, that's that's really fun. And I'm really excited for Drew. I know. <laughs> it was just good to see her feel like that excitement. You know what? I love that she's gone through this thing lately with like, her love life and the idea of relationships and being able to like refine that side of herself that she thinks deserves love you know like whatever Mm -hmm. whatever like she's like I've found love for myself and that's what I needed and all of these things didn't she even post like a long like Sunday batch of stuff and like a lot of the things were about kind of like about love yeah I mean I I think she's kind of fascinated by relationships and dating always Yes. yes she's a very like curious person I like that she hasn't settled you know she's probably been on dates like how could guys not want to be around her I feel like she probably goes with her gut a lot yeah that's my instinct my instinct that she is just she listens to her instincts I think you're right and I think she has a lot more like non-negotiables now than she did when she wasn't a mom absolutely and um I love the idea that she might be able to find this if she thinks that's what she wants and I think she's so hyper aware that this is maybe the time. So, I mean, it's exciting. So, yay, Drew. (laughs) We're always rooting for you. (laughs) Always. I love that. (laughs) Howdy, Howdy, Drewbies. We want to tell you about our sponsor, Positive Medium. We've actually been clients of theirs for at least 10 years, and they take care of all of our website needs for thedrewzam.com. They offer custom web design and professional coding, search engine optimization, marketing, and hosting. So we've been hosted by them, but we've also been able to take advantage of a lot of their expertise in these other areas as well. Absolutely. So customer service is the biggest draw for us with this company. They have saved our site literally from obliteration quite a yep. few times. But then they also help us with minor issues in just like literally a matter of minutes. So if we have like a coding question or just like something on the back end we can't figure out, 
we reach out to them and we get an answer back and the issue is solved within moments. We're so excited that Positive Medium is allowing us to offer our listeners 25% off managed WordPress hosting plans using our promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, of course. Um, And if you want to take advantage of this, visit positivemedium.com. We really, really vouch for these people. They've been so great to us and will continue to be great to us, I I can only imagine. (laughs) I mean, they're great by offering this to our listeners. So take advantage. Again, it's promo code DREW, of course. Okay, so now on to our weekly topic. It's it's a large one. Um, we kind of decided to tackle this as like a that should be something we can do. And then Ashley dived in and was like, holy crap. So <laughs> so this week we're gonna be talking about Drew's various brands that she's started. And I'll just say we're gonna skip flower films. Obviously, that is a company that Drew founded, yes. but that's like a separate thing. We're talking about brands that create products and not like brand collaboration because that's a totally different thing yes (laughs) we're talking about like her own developed from her and her team and it's big because there's a lot (laughs) yeah and a lot of them now fall under this banner that they call Barrymore brands Uh didn't necessarily start that way but we're just going to call it that to keep it simple great um all right so let's start with the original flower beauty which I mean, it came out, she says like way longer than I think it's true, but yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll say it's been going on for at least 10 years. Yes. That's a good way to Yes. <laughs> and I just want to say like, when I think back to early flower beauty, it's, my instinct is that it feels like it was like recent. And then like, oh, considering yeah. that it's been, like you said, like almost 10 years since it debuted, I'm like, oh yeah. And I've been, I'm like, in my mind, I can imagine the evolution, which is really fun. Yeah. It has been fun to see how it changed and grows. Yes, and it's still evolving. Yeah. And it's really great. I think the evolving brand is something that keeps it relevant. So um, Flower Beauty, she often said when she was promoting it that she grew up in the makeup chair, um, used to see women come in and be completely transformed by their makeup, and that felt like an aspirational event to her. It's that idea that makeup can transform you and that makeup can make you feel better about yourself and your own beauty like it just enhances your beauty in a really wonderful yes. way I think that's the key the enhancement because she's always like the beauty starts from within yeah but like if this can make you feel even a little bit better then like that's the plan and actually that <laughs> thinking has made me change like I I feel like I've always been a little bit like well I don't want to cover up my face like I don't want to you know and I'm lucky with like good skin and stuff but like thinking about lipstick as something that you do for yourself because it boosts your your own confidence yeah is something I think I got from Drew talking about her whole idea of making flower beauty and like that way of, yeah, like that way of thinking about it. Like when I've worn lipstick, I'm not like, oh, how beautiful do my lips look to someone else? It really is like a way that, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like when you put lipstick on, you feel. Yeah, that's why I put on makeup for myself. (laughs) Yeah, so, but it's something I didn't really tap into, I think, until this happened. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, Drew has said that like kind of the seeds were planted. I didn't even mean to make a flower pun there, but we're going to keep that. (laughs) Um, Because she was co-creative director for CoverGirl for so many years. And when that ended, I guess um, a lady at Walmart came to her and asked if she'd want to co-create a beauty line. Oh, I didn't know that. And now I totally forgot. And now it kind of makes sense because we've kind of been like, why Walmart? Yeah, I think we're still kind of that. Well, we'll get into that a little bit. (laughs) But what I love about it being Walmart, I'll just say this is that it makes it accessible to a very large audience. And that is a business idea that makes a lot of sense. And that's 
her whole vibe. Yes, the whole, I, I do remember her talking about the cover girl collaboration, basically like giving her a lot of the oomph to kind of move forward with this. Yeah. The makeup line was developed while Drew was pregnant with Olive. So there are photographs of her like in labs and stuff. And is she visibly pregnant <laughs> in those? Yeah. They're really cute. And Olive would have been born in September of 2012. And then by January 2013, the makeup line had debuted at Walmart. I didn't note this, but I know she's talked about like loving the idea of this company having longevity and like maybe her daughters yes. would be involved with it one day. Yes. So it's cool. So she had this kind of crusade to give women department store quality formulas at a mass retailer price, like you just mm -hmm. mentioned. So the marketing strategy and kind of the business model was that instead of doing regular advertising, they would take that marketing budget and put it into making prestige product formulations. Love that. So yeah, it's so genius because, I mean, you can imagine how much money some of these companies spend on commercials and yeah. ads and magazines. And if you can convince people to buy it, they're going to buy it whether the quality is there or not. Right. You know, it's like, and we're just lucky that our girl cares about quality. <laughs> yeah. Because we but would be just... on board either way. Let's just be clear. <laughs> Definitely. I know, sadly. <laughs> but uh, she just promotes it on her own. So she knows she's utilized social media. Mm -hmm. She's th thrown all kinds of events. She's gone and visited beauty editors and magazines. She's done videos with influencers. Mm -hmm. She talks about it on the show. And I think that's really worked really well. I mean, here we are 10 years later, so... It's really cool. And it's, and what's really neat about that, and we'll talk about this a little bit, is that like she was always the one talking about the makeup, visibly putting it on her own face. You know, it was yeah. like it was very much her geeking out about makeup. And Definitely. which is fine. And being excited for yep. her own product. Yeah. <laughs> Drew couldn't believe that the name Flower Beauty wasn't taken, but she loved it because she feels like everyone can identify with a different type of flower, which I agree with. And also just yeah. like flower films. I remember when I heard that name, I was like, that's kind of an interesting name for a, like a film company. But then for it to now be like flower is kind of like so associated with Drew because of like flower films and now flower beauty. I don't know. Wild it's just it kind of like it feels yeah. like, oh, of course they're going to use that name, you know, and it then it's amazing, like, and it just like it, it works so beautifully. It's so cool that it was not taken. Yes. You, yeah, it seems like it would be it's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you remember this, but there's all these incredible like behind the scenes photos of the making of Flower. Yes. That, yeah, they were on, I think the old web, Flower Beauty website and their Facebook. Yes. I remember when they came up, I was like, I better save every single one of these because these are amazing and I don't think they're going to stay on the internet. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and they were like all like, they looked like they were like her in like her house or her office oh, yeah. surrounded in makeup like putting it all over her arms. Yes. <laughs> and it just looked, it was like very intimate. Like it felt like, yes, it felt like research, but it also felt like- Oh, they're very personal photos. You could, yeah, you could almost imagine that it's like teenage girls playing on their like floor <laughs> of their bedroom with makeup. Like it almost, oh, it felt that. playful and it felt real. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, they were really cool. Like, my recollection is that they were on the old website, but I bet they were elsewhere too. You mentioned possibly Facebook. Yeah. So Deborah Ferullo, um, who I feel like, does she still work with Drew? It's been a while. You know what? I think I want to say, oh, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but I think when Drew attended Britney Spears' wedding, yeah, she might have done her makeup. So I think she's LA based. Oh, okay. Okay. And that's why she doesn't work with Drew really that much anymore. Deborah Ferullo was involved with kind of the creation process and everything with Flower Beauty from early on, like in the beginning. 
Um, she had been doing Drew's makeup for events, and I don't know what else. Did she do, like, any film? No, or... she did blended because I remember there were videos of them on the set. Okay, cool. Do you remember that I saw her at a Christmas tree farm? No. In Pasadena? <laughs> yeah, so th- I don't know if I'll leave this in or not, but I saw her and, like, her family, and I recognized her right away. Because she's, oh, like, so got, cool. like, big curly hair. Yeah, she's really Very cute. recognizable face. And I didn't say anything, unfortunately. That's so fun. But I was in, in. <laughs> I was in, like, I think Pasadena at a Home Depot Christmas tree farm, and she and her family were walking around. Love that. Um, I know, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> at the time, I mean, this was probably, my guess is that I might have seen her, like, 2013 or. Yeah. Could have well... even been 2012, because I had just moved to Pasadena area. Okay, because she was in some of, I'll just skip to this, she was in some of the Tip Tuesday videos, so they used to do, Oh yeah. every week, that Drew would do this cool video called Tip Tuesday, it'd be like five or ten minutes long, and she would give some sort of makeup tip, and they would be using Flower Beauty products, it was really neat, I miss that. And now I just remember, I just realized, that I bet maybe those were just filmed, like maybe at her house in LA, if, if Deborah was LA Some based. of them were, for sure. Yeah, there were definitely some <laughs> that were done, like, in her own, like, vanity space at her home yeah. the tube tuesday videos were so cute they were like just her or her and deborah i feel like it was always just like very <laughs> yeah. like bare bones and just her doing some kind of like here's my hack for getting my makeup done or quick or whatever it would be here's how i cover is it yeah <laughs> I, they might still have some on youtube i'll take a look and if they did i'll include a link on the episode page cool the products from flower beauty have covered all the cosmetic categories that you can kind of imagine some of which have come and gone um including brushes and sponges makeup bags which i love the makeup bags we both have a couple of them yeah um nail polishes which you know those were cute but i'm not that surprised they're gone um and fragrances which we both have but i've never used mine same <laughs> yeah like and they like all of these things i mean of course we collected a bunch of stuff so we've yeah, got a lot of stuff lot. in our collection but i do use um a lot of their other products every day like the mascaras are a total must have yep. um eyeshadows yep. concealer <laughs> and one of my favorite concealers which i i don't really use that stuff that much but they're like when i used a couple of these things i was like oh oh, this works for me. <laughs> like, this is actually like, I can make this happen. This is not like, it doesn't feel disgusting on my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And then of course, there's been the really fun releases of the Charlie's Angels and now ET eyeshadow palettes, which I love. I love the um, packaging of those. Me They're too. just really cute to have. Me too. And the displays were really cute too. Yeah. The Flower Beauty makeup is now in CVS and Smith's stores. Um, there still is some on Walmart's website, but um, I haven't been able to find it near me, and it looks like you haven't either. Yeah, like in the store. But I've bought, I've definitely bought some at CVS many, many times in the last few years. Yeah, that's been my go-to spot. My local one right on the corner no longer carries it, which makes me so mad, but yeah. there's another one nearby me, so yeah, they have a big uh, display. There's about a million and ten other things we could say about Flower Beauty. <laughs> yeah, but, it's too much. Like, yeah. we just kind of wanted to, like, kind of say here's how it started and you know it's an ongoing thing and they release new items all the time their website currently says like coming 2023 there'll be new stuff so they're still going strong yeah this is not like this is one of the products that we probably will talk about for years to come so (laughs) this is just our little intro (laughs) yeah so the first like offshoot of flower beauty 
was flower eyewear Mm -hmm. and they launched that in May, 2015. And they had the optical and the sunglasses. Mm -hmm. Again, these were at Walmart. Yep. And all of those sunglasses and optical glasses were named after Drew's characters from movies, which is fun. Which we love. It's a great detail. I do remember thinking though, like there are certain ones where I was like, I like this style, but I like the name on this one more. (laughs) I know, for sure. Like, I don't care about this movie, that character that was in. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Um, And Drew has a quote about um, flower eyewear, uh, or just kind of about eyewear in general, this first one. She said, eyewear to me is the same as the beauty category because it is part of a woman's expression of who she is. It's a confidence builder and should make them feel beautiful. She's also said that everything that's above the neck is a part of what a woman does to feel good about herself. So to her, it was kind of natural to like go from beauty to eyewear. Like they went hand in hand in her mind. The eyewear launched in the UK at ASDA Opticians in 2017. So that was really exciting for our uh, friends across the pond got to enjoy flower eyewear at that point. Yeah, I guess we should note that Flower Beauty... The makeup line also was in the UK, I think Australia, Mexico. Um, So that really started being more widespread as well. Cool. Flower Eyewear later released readers that were named after family members, which is just so cute. And then blue light glasses that were named after flowers at CVS. I found this funny thing where before they had these readers and they were all just named after Drew's character. She's like, well, I have an olive because I played an olive. She's like, so I'm either going to have to go play a Frankie or I'm going to have to change it up. Yeah. (laughs) So I wonder if that's sort of (laughs) what happened. That was probably it. Yeah, it's so cute. And I just wanted to mention that the first photos, like promotional photos for flower eyewear were done by Diego Uchitel, I hope I said that right. He did uh, the pictures for Wildflower and some other great shoots with Drew. He always seems to incorporate flowers into his shoots with her. Which I love. I mean, of course. I know. And then the more recent promo photos, which are so cute and bright and colorful, were done by our pal, Mark Seliger. (laughs) (laughs) Our photographer pal, Mark Seliger. (laughs) Yay. And they're, they're beautiful. Um, I don't know if you said this and I'm sorry if you did, but some of the, some of the flower beauty shoots were done at the Huntington garden, right? Oh yeah. The very first ones. Yep. I'm glad you mentioned that. But she was surrounded in flowers in those. So that's what I'm picturing immediately are the pieces that were taken for flower beauty. (laughs) And I remember you had, or we had some saved of Drew like behind the scenes at Huntington yeah, Garden. Yeah, I'll is put one in the episode page. Cool. I've, I mean, I've always loved Huntington Garden. It was like relatively close to where I was living at the time, like everything about it. So next up, this is this is a little RIP. I actually really miss this brand mm-hmm. is Barrymore Wines. Mm-hmm. And I just loved this. I really, they were wines that are totally up my alley of what I like to drink and I don't know. They were just different as far as like the presentation of it. She promoted them a lot. So I'm a little sad about this one. Yeah. Being gone, but let's get into it. Um, so in 2012, she launched Barrymore Wines and they started with a Pinot Grigio because mm-hmm. she's a fan of crisp, fruity white wines, which is exactly how I feel. <laughs> and a quote that Drew has said is, I didn't just sit around and say, I love wine and expect it to fall into my lap. Of course, you know, that's not her style. Yep. <laughs> Continuing the quote. We worked hard to get this project up and running for many years. We went to Italy. We went to our vineyard, our bottling plants, and we tried a lot of different wines. So she really liked this wasn't a, 
as Drew never does, this wasn't a slap my name on a label. Yep. Like she really worked for this. Yep. Drew's style is to work at it and get it to where she wants it to be. Yep. Um, which we totally respect. We're doing that now with our podcast. <laughs> True. <laughs> so Drew commissioned the street artist Shepard Ferry to design the label. Um, one of the things he was, I think, probably most known for was the Obey thing with Andre the Giant. If you're not familiar with it, look it up. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll recognize you'll it recognize when you see it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. She said, I wanted to do something old and new, traditional and modern. I wanted it to have a gentleman's business card feel and taking it to Shepard felt like a cool way to go. Um, and then she ended up using her the B from her family crest as like the main part of the logo. Um, it's really beautiful. I love it. Um, I don't like, I don't remember if I found out right away that it was Shepard Fairy or it was probably part of like stuff we were reading at the time, but you don't like look at it and go, oh, that's a Shepard Fairy. Like it just feels, it feels very classic. It's, yeah. it, it's like really gorgeous. It's like they, he did a beautiful job and I think that she went right to the right person for this. It's totally, it's beautiful. And I love that they had that relationship. Like it feels like it was her being like, I have these two sides of me because when I think of like her yeah, traditional kind of having, and modern <laughs> and kind of like I associate people who, with people who are like kind of punk but we're gonna find a way yeah. to like reel it in and make it like really classy like it's just really cool great choice yeah and then I'll just say their slogan was from our family to yours which is so cute and yeah totally true it really is so they had like started the journey in Italy but Chris Miller and maybe some other people, but she name dropped us Chris once. Uh, he pointed out to her once, like, you're a California girl. <laughs> why don't you make wine there? So that's why they teamed up with Carmel Road, which is part of Jackson Family Wines. And winemaker Chris Cato was like basically assigned to um, this brand. And yep. he was really excited about it. And Drew has said about him that uh, we have similar sensibilities, aspirations, likes of wines. We have a similar palette. Love it. And I remember a lot of times she would like talk about how they wrote so many ideas on like hotel notepads and like they just <laughs> constantly were calling each other up like, I like this or let's do this. So they had a good like collaboration. Yeah, really awesome. The promo photos that were taken for the brand for um, Barrymore Wines were done by David Kinda which he was at least a good friend of Chris Miller, maybe dated Chris Miller. I think they dated. Yeah. Okay. We've mentioned him once before because he took a picture of us with Chris at the Play Mocha event, which yes. was so cool. Yes, he sure did. <laughs> so we've been photographed by him as well. With my camera. <laughs> he was really sweet to us and the photos yeah. are really cute. Oh, love them. They were taken in a vineyard, which is really, really sweet. And they're just like, the lighting is beautiful. Yeah, it's very golden hour. Yes, exactly. They did a ton of promotion and traveling, not they meaning Drew and David, but um, <laughs> Drew. Drew and crew. Yeah, Drew and crew did tons of promotion and traveling for Barrymore Wines. Um, they threw events, went to food and wine festivals, met with distributors. Um, the wine was in restaurants and movie theaters and stores all over. I do remember that sometimes we would have a hard time finding it, meaning like you and I. Yeah. So in 2016, they released Carmel Wines, re released with Drew, a Drew's blend that was a red. And then there was a rosé release that was under the you know same kind of thing, bearing more wines. She described the rosé as irresistibly refreshing. So there was a time when like right around the time this came out, Ashley, Jolene, and I were hanging out, and we knew that the rosé was supposed to be available. Was it Vaughn's or Ralph's? Oh, I was going to say Vaughn's. Doesn't okay. matter. One of those grocery stores in California. <laughs> yes. And so we, like, went to one, 
and it like said it was supposed to be available at that store i think from the barrymore wines website or something so we could so we go in there and we ask somebody that worked there do you have the barrymore rosé and they're like no i do we don't not care. remember this by the way sorry to interrupt you but <laughs> no it's okay they said like we don't carry it and we're like maybe i was like no i think they do and we like looked for another few minutes and we found it and so we have <laughs> we have that picture of us yeah, I actually have the picture ready to go. It's on the page. Okay, cool. On the episode page, yeah. And we each got a bottle. And I don't remember if we drank it that night, but that's kind of how it was with the wine for a little bit. Like it was yeah. like, you might be able to get it at Vons or Ralph's or whatever, this grocery store. Like you could definitely get it at this like wine store. You know, like it right. was like kind that's of hard to find it. Well, it did have like a widespread, but it wasn't at like every shop. And I feel like it trickled out. Like in the beginning, yeah. it was really difficult. Yes. And then it was a little bit easier. Yes. But yeah, I ended up getting uh, quite a few. I definitely saved at least like four altogether. And I'm really glad because I can't, can't get them anymore. Yep. And I have <laughs> at least two unopened bottles of the, uh, cool. of the white. I don't know if those stay good, but either way I have them. <laughs> yeah. They're beautiful. Yep. Drew had said, she did want to do another varietal. She said, we're happy with what we have right now and to continue to introduce these wines out into the world, which sadly nothing more came, but yep. so it sort of seems like they basically, they kind of just like tapered off. I wouldn't say there was a hard, like this is discontinued yep. sometime around 2017, 2018. And then I was sort of thinking about, it. I'm like, well, Drew doesn't drink anymore. Yep. And then Cameron Diaz now has her own wine line. So it'd be kind of weird to be like competing with that. Yep. So I guess it makes sense that this is just not a thing in her life anymore. But we love that she did this. I mean, we and got we to it. happily partake in it. I love the, the have a beautiful piece of art <laughs> by Shepard yeah. Fairey on this label. Like it was a really a lot of fun to go through this part of our collecting too. Yeah. <laughs> in a fun it way. It was good times. Yeah. <laughs> But then kind of around the time maybe that this was tapering down in October 2017, a new brand that seemed to kind of feel like it came out of nowhere. <laughs> totally. Called Dear Drew was launched and it was an apparel brand that was exclusively sold through Amazon. So you couldn't try anything on, um, <laughs> but it was like... <laughs> So much cute, amazing stuff. It include clothing, loungewear, jewelry, accessories, bags, and hair tools. And we should we just make this note now that yeah, the hair tools eventually got rebranded under, under Flower Hair, and Ashley did some comparisons of the items, and it seems to be like, right? You said it just kind of like changed color. Yeah, <laughs> but that's really cool. It's kind of cool to imagine that something still exists from Dear Drew because, as we'll say, it came and went. Yeah, this is another, another defunct. <laughs> yeah, let's tell you a little bit more about Dear Drew, though. So what else we got? Okay, so the brand's mission was to provide positive inspiration and a grounding voice to all women. That was oh. sort of the idea. And it was all so cute. Lots of hearts, of course. Um, all kinds of fun patterns. There was so much. Like, I still occasionally will see something out there, and I'm like, I never saw this. Like, this is Dear Drew. So so here was the interesting thing about this and i still am like very confused about the model of it so that it's like on amazon you'd be able to search dear drew and you could like go to the brand and look at stuff but then like sometimes you could like yeah. search a different way and find other things <laughs> yes i remember that but there was like the landing page yes but not everything was linked from the landing page yes that's what it was <laughs> and like like you're saying like there's stuff that's out there that i never saw so like I got a t-shirt, it's an orange t-shirt 
that's supposed to look like a kind of like a sports shirt and it says 22 really big on the back drew's number oh i forgot about that and on the front it has like a heart it's like a weird orange color like i don't really wear it that much but i bought it secondhand online and it was something i never saw on amazon so i'm very confused about like the um how items launched there was like times when like things would be on like an intense sale this is amazon i don't think it has anything to do with like drew or the brand necessarily it was just like yeah very weird like things would price fluctuate yeah totally. um, but it was like things like it's strange to come across like you're saying like things that like <laughs> i don't remember ever seeing yeah like i'm the question is this actually dear drew yeah. and then you see the label and it's like what but i mean we'll just say you can still find products like on reselling sites like poshmark and stuff like you just said they are still out there so there's plenty you can go look and find that. I wouldn't even say there's plenty, but maybe you're seeing it more on these other sites. I've found a lot. I'm not like actively trying to get them. I've just like out of curiosity looked around. But yeah, you can you can find it and you can see it. It's just like surprising that it wasn't like a launch of one line. It was like it kind of like trickled out for a little while. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> So got to mention the promotional photos for this were done by Mark (laughs) Seliger. And they're really, really cute. And they're definitely done all over LA. Some of them include her dogs, Douglas and Lucy. Mm -hmm. And some of them are at her, another RIP, her LA house, which we love to see. And we talk about plenty. You guys know we are sad she doesn't live there anymore. Yep, (laughs) totally. Um, We'll put a couple of the samples of these images up on our gallery. So you have to check them out. Like there, you have to go to howdoyoudrew.com and see these images like there. Do it. Do it. <laughs> like if you're driving, don't do it now. But like maybe <laughs> pause the podcast, go back 15 seconds, listen to it when you start get home. So it reminds you, <laughs> I know that's a lot of stats, but it's worth it. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. All right. So November 2017, there was a pop-up that opened in New York that looked ah! so freaking cool. So um, some of her team had been posting like mysterious photos of like working on this. Um, we didn't like really know what the heck it was. They yeah, did- I remember seeing the pictures and just being like, what is going yeah. on? <laughs> so the decor included maps, suitcases, letters, old typewriters and phones, like very Drew. Like, you know, we're totally. talking about that she like loves like dictionary. She also like loves the stuff that I'm saying, like that I just listed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our dear friend Tess, old Druby fan from the grapevine attended and Ugh. checked it out and i think she bought something she definitely i'm actually yes. remembering now that she like tried on some stuff and sent us pictures she sent us a ton of photos which was so, so sweet of her cool. it was really cute it was really cute i don't know how like, long um... it lasted but she, they did have a couple parties there in december of 2017 so it was up at least like through part of that year i would love to have gone Oh my god! Because like, that's the thing is like because you couldn't try shit on on <laughs> yeah. Amazon. I remember we were really hoping they would do one in LA because yeah. I would have like totally met you out there. And we would have gone. Yeah. It just didn't come to be. But man, I can just—it was so Drew and its vibe. I can just imagine how fun it would have been to like take that in in person. Yep. I just want to before we go into this next part, can you just like say some of the pieces that you got? Because I'm just remembering, as far as the jewelry, like I got a bracelet. And we both have bags from Dear Drew. Oh, yeah. I just realized that. So, yeah, I do use, um, I have a cute purse that it's pink and it looks like an envelope. Um, I have a skirt, um, a shirt that says we, 
<laughs> I can't remember. But what I was going to say is, though, I think we have the same bag in different colors. Is it the envelope one? I think I have the envelope one, and mine's green. Is yours with the strap, though, or is yours the handheld? Strap. Okay, yeah. So we might have yeah, the yeah. same bag in different colors. That's funny. We need to wear that together next Drew event we yeah, go to. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's really beautiful. Like, it's like like a beautiful shade of green and then it's got like a heart-shaped clasp that's gold yeah yep. and there's like great pockets in it too and i just I realized like, it kind of feels like beautiful um kitchenware stuff yeah you can see her little flavor and everything yes. anyways so just speaking of stuff that you got so talk about what drew noticed when you went to the drew barrymore show yeah so i have a couple jewelry pieces they're all really cute but I specifically wore basically this another envelope item. Um, you know, it's the theme of Dear Drew. Yep. And it's just a little gold envelope on a chain. You can actually open it up. And I, I think I put a fortune in there from a fortune cookie. Aww. <laughs> but um, I wore it when Jolene and I went to the taping of the Drew Barrymore show in L.A. last year. And uh, when we were talking to Drew, she said, is that a Dear Drew necklace? And I was like, yeah, there's a picture of me looking like a total geek about it. And Drew throwing her arms up in the air like, oh, I can't believe how amazing Who you took are. That? <laughs> Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really sweet. I look so bad in it. I don't know if I'll share it, but it's fun because I love that she noticed and she was like, oh, my gosh, like she noticed not just that I was wearing it, but just like, you know, our attention to detail and how much we like support and follow all of yes, her endeavors like, <laughs> basically to me like that gesture says about a thousand things yeah it's like it's like first of all it's like how dare you be so on point yeah, <laughs> like, that's like kind of what she was saying and also like of course you supported me because you guys support yeah. me like in every endeavor like it's just kind of like I just love how many things that like gesture for being like oh my god like oh yeah. lord who is this person that's so great Yes. Unfortunately, like I mentioned above, um, Dear Drew kind of slowly petered out and by like 2018, it was gone. I, every once in a while, like within, within that year, um, I was like, I remember like checking Amazon just to like see like yeah. what's up there still. And sometimes things would like pop up that had never been there before for like really cheap and then they would like disappear. It was very strange. There are still some random links up there. I don't know like how live they are. Weird. But, um, yeah. But it was a, it was a really adorable brand. It really felt like Drew. It really like I know. Um, there were some things that was on. kind of like oh, that's interesting. Ashley and I were both just drooling over. Um, there was this beautiful coat that was like this gorgeous shade of like blue green, dark blue green, like emerald, and it has it's kind of like a like a short like furry coat, not real fur, of course. With like huge white hearts on it. Yeah, I love. It looks like a cloud. I love. It. Well, there's a light blue version. You probably wanted the dark green. I and did. I, wanted the light blue. I did. <laughs> um, if anyone has these out there in our sizes, we'll take them. We'll, <laughs> Look it up. We'll take them happily. Um, I still like. It's not. It's something that I feel like is such a statement piece, especially the like emerald one that I'm like, would I wear it? But like, I feel like I yeah. would. It's like, I would rock that. It's like Ugh. so gorgeous. Now I want to go find that. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, I know. I'm, I just like was thinking that too. But if you, <laughs> one of the pictures we've shared on the How Do You Drew gallery is it, you can see that, that, um, that coat kind of laying under Drew in one of the gorgeous photos by Mark Seliger. So check that out. <laughs> Ooh. All right, let's move on. Let's get into a, a different sort of realm for Drew, yep. but something that I think was very in line with kind of where she's always gone. Yep. It made sense. And this would be Flower Press. Yeah. So Flower Press was basically like a zine 
almost like a newspaper. Yeah. It's the, definitely the predecessor to Drew Magazine. Totally. There's a lot of the same people who worked on both. Yep. So this was a fun little publication. And the first preview issue came out in spring 2017, and it was to be published semi-annually. So this was real cool. It just sort of, again, came out of nowhere where it was like, whoa, we didn't know she was working on this. Yeah. And I feel like by the first issue, it's like it already had some like amazing stuff printed in it. I can't even remember. But wasn't there like at least one like older photo we hadn't seen of her before? Definitely. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's rad. Super rad. So a couple quotes. Um, I'll go ahead and read one. So Drew said about Flower Press. I wanted to step away from movies to do different things and have more time to be with my kids. Now I feel like I'm getting back to an old South that is inspired and collected globes and wrote on typewriters. <laughs> I read the New York Times every day. I'm a paper girl. I can't do a website or an online magazine. I don't look at them and I don't know how to navigate them. <laughs> Which at that time Classic was true. true. Yeah, but at that time was true. <laughs> I'm sure she's more savvy now, but it's so funny because yeah. all this stuff feels like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah. And she said, the truth is I love paper. I read the paper every morning. It's so fun to unveil a big, enormous piece mm -hmm. of content and then fold it to my choices of size and handheld origami. It's a ritual I'm proud to display in front of my kids as we lay in bed together at the start of every day. Aww. So this really was like a large, like unfold, yep. open it up kind of thing. It wasn't like magazine size. It was like newspaper size, yep. which is really cool. It is really cool. The premiere issue, Drew handed out some copies in June 2017 at BeautyCon and the newsstand at the subway station. <laughs> and this is really cute. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and say, like, while yeah, you were doing research? So, literally, as I was typing this up, like, had been researching all of our stuff and I, you know, looked up the date that she did this. And then I go on Instagram. And at that very moment, she was at, I think, Penn Station. She was at a train station handing out Drew Magazine to people. Like, <laughs> so it's just like amazing. Her style has not changed. <laughs> no. What was also really cool, and I think that we at one point like figured this out, this was the way to get it. I don't know. But the issue was available, like included with Flower Beauty online orders. Yeah, that was fun. How did, like, I feel like the way we got copies was to ask them. Well, we definitely got a large box full of copies from Chris Miller. So if anybody out there is interested, I have a ton of these and I would be really happy to share them. Contact us at howdoyoudrewpod at gmail.com. That's our email, right? Yes. <laughs> and uh, Or contact us on Instagram at howdoyoudrewpod and let us know. And maybe if you just like, if you're in within the US, I could ship it to you for free. If you're out of the country, maybe we'll work something out. But we have a lot of copies of one of the issues. Yeah, and I think I, think I have a bunch of one of the other issues. Okay. Mine are in storage, unfortunately. But if you're interested, just let us know and we'll see what we can do. They're really incredible. Yeah, I think... So from what I recall, it was kind of hard to find just online and I'm not super organized with my Drew collection at this time, but um, I believe the other issues, I think there were only two. So there was one from spring 2018 and then one from winter 2018. Yep. So it was short lived. And like we said, it, it morphed into what became Drew Magazine, yep. but it was a fun. Very different feel in a way. Yeah. You mean because this one felt like a newspaper with your hands and the new one feels like a glossy magazine? Yeah, that's hands? it. Everything else is the same. <laughs> Yes. The feeling. <laughs> and the website theme. is still up at flowerpress.com. There's really almost nothing there. It's like basically a page where they kind of introduced it. But if you want to go see that, you can. It's still up there. Yeah. I just like navigated to it because I wanted to see what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. It yeah and it's cute. just got like a picture of the last 
Oh, wait, that's a picture of the premiere issue. Yeah, the first one. Interesting. Oh, that cover. I know. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we should say that. Okay, so I think I said, and this is what I was forgetting. So I said, oh, yeah, there's a cool picture of her, like an old picture of her, right? Like literally the front cover of the premiere issue. It's a self-portrait, it's a self-portrait in a, in a mirror. mirror. Yeah. Um, she's got like bright blonde hair. Well, the here's wig. the funny thing about this. Yeah. So we figured it out. Yeah. So originally there's like another version of this picture where her face isn't covered and she put it in wildflower and we totally, or at least I did totally assumed it was from like 93, like filming bad girls era. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she looks really young in it and her hair's bright blonde. And then later on, she revealed that it was on the set of Full Throttle during the hot dog on a stick scene. And that's the wig she's wearing. That's right. But it doesn't look like it's from that year. But also, I just noticed, this is just something you have to go to the website to look at the picture, I guess. (laughs) I don't know if you have this in the gallery, but you can add it. She has something written on her arm. Yeah, and I remember noticing it in in the scene. Full Throttle, okay. but I can't remember what it says. We'll have to look it up. Either way, the, the cover of the premiere issue is killer. I know this is not the only killer image in, in the Flower Press issues. This is just like, oh, I forgot how so cool that picture is. It was a great way to kick it off. <laughs> totally. All right, so let's get back to some current, well, no, maybe not so current as we'll discuss. Not sure what the status of this one is. <laughs> so another Flower Beauty offshoot was Flower Home. And then also um, soon after Flower Kids, which is part of home. So in March 2019 at Walmart, they launched Flower Home. It was um, home decor, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm inspired by drew's personal aesthetic so kind of similar to how dear drew store was uh yep. decorated but this is different i feel like flower yeah. home was more like i guess they both are kind of like boho yeah for sure but i but maybe like maybe flower home was like even more boho than dear drew yeah well um the idea was that it combined a variety of styles patterns and materials to create a look that's cozy unpretentious enveloping and fun Ooh, so i love the totally word drew. enveloping I know. It's funny because we're talking about the envelopes theme of Dear Drew. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And there was a huge range of items, like gigantic. There was furniture, wall decor, pet items, bedding, lighting, kitchenware, which, you know, kind of makes sense that they don't have that anymore because we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) But also, I don't think I ever really saw the flower home stuff in the stores. So I think none of the ones near near me had it, but there was tons of stuff. Like I remember being like, in love with some of the cha- like the chairs like the soft kind of like sofa yeah. chairs that they had or I think they had a chaise lounge maybe yes <laughs> I got I got some stuff like a like a couple pet bowls that I just like rediscovered recently oh, um, cool. I know you have like some things that you hung on your wall and some stuff not much though I wish I'd had gotten more I got a couple yeah a couple prints and I have like these really pretty shell bookends that yeah. um, Mila actually stole Aww. <laughs> And I know Jolena has one of their rugs. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's the one that's in her um, living room. Jolena, could go ahead and let us know if that's true. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you and um, Jason picked that out. And that's he so kind cool. of let you choose a flower home one, which is cool. Her Jason, not my Jason. <laughs> yes. We don't share a husband. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> so what, what she said was, I have always had a love for creating joyful spaces. Places where unexpected prints and patterns, shapes and styles and colors and textures come together in the most delightful way. Yeah, so it felt like 
boho but also like something you would see like items that you would see in like an architectural digest magazine or something oh yeah like there was a very interesting mix of like beautiful simplistic pieces and then things with like really incredible beautiful patterns like there were there were some kitchen things that were like plates with like covered in flowers and stuff like that yeah (laughs) you know it's funny because you know, I can't remember what I was researching, but I was going back in like really old early 90s magazines. And even there, she's saying like, if she wasn't an actress, she'd want to be an interior designer. Like she's always had a love for this. And anytime we've seen her homes, like, of course, she has the money to like, have someone help her. But I really think her vision is what's created her amazing homes. Definitely. Another thing that they rolled out a bit later was they had peel and stick wallpaper. And then also more recently, they've released paint in a lot of pretty colors. But other than that, it's kind of unclear what the status of this line is right now. It was some cute stuff. But once again, kind of similar to Dear Drew, things on the Walmart website, (laughs) like it would just be randomly there. And we're like, I've never seen this before. Like there was no like way to, there was no catalog. There you go. That's what we need. <laughs> That's what we need. So we need the flower home catalog from every season. We need the Dear Drew catalog that was created. Like, imagine if there's like a guest book. Oh, Jesus. I I'm know. dying inside now. <laughs> we don't have enough memorabilia for these items. I'll say that. <laughs> no, that's the other thing. Let's let's just say the only stuff that we have that's memorabilia is kind of like the items themselves. Right. So it's kind of a strange thing. Like, they didn't advertise. So you're kind of talking about that. They really didn't for flower home either except for online right yeah i believe so so anyway kind of moving on so we um so i think ashley had mentioned but there's a kind of an offshoot of flower home that's called flower kids that was launched in august 2019 Uh, and drew said about it i wanted to create something that i felt i could not find as a parent i felt like color joy and boldness were missing in the marketplace and if there's one room in the house that can be the most loud adventurous joyous colorful and bright it's a kid's room (laughs) so cute I love that yeah really fun items I never got any of these sadly but um just two things I wanted to point out that had stories her favorite piece in the whole line was this little art print and it said all about my mom and apparently it was taken from something that Olive had written we think it was probably rewritten by somebody else it doesn't really look like a young Uh child did it but it's really cute There's also this rainbow toy chest that she said she basically remade because she'd found it at a flea market and missed out on it, like had to fight a woman for it. And the woman wasn't going to let go of it no matter what. (laughs) So then she ended up making it for flower kids, which is so cute. Yep. And then before we move on to the next thing, interestingly, Ashley discovered that there's a registered trademark for flower baby which is probably just more stuff that kind of fits within this kind of realm of kids. Yeah, it looked like it was supposed to include like a nursery decor. So like cribs and, you know, things along those lines. And who knows what's what's up with that? I'm ready to have a baby. So go ahead and do it now, guys. We're we're putting it out there. This is one of our ways of putting it out there. Like we're ready. Drew, we're ready for flower baby. Ash, when Ashley has her flower baby, we need flower baby to be available. Love it. <laughs> um, and then next, as we kind of mentioned during the Dear Drew part, they did flower hair tools as seemingly kind of an extension of flower beauty more than anything else. Did it yeah. seem like that? Yeah, it's definitely um, part of flower beauty. Yeah, but they, they definitely had a start with Dear Drew, uh, (laughs) even though it's not like clear within the branding necessarily. If you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, It launched in September 2020 in Walmart. 
and it later it, or now I should say it's in CVS and Urban Outfitters and there are over 10 tools. Yeah, and they're really cute. A big part of it to Drew was making sure that the cords were colored. Um, which is so fun. And so like, I don't know if I've seen that really anywhere. She said, I literally had to delay this project for a year so I could make sure that we could colorize the cords. I'm a stickler for details when developing all of our products at flower and truly believe women want to see pretty things on their bathroom counters, Mm -hmm. which I remember her saying that about, um, the makeup components too, that she wanted them to be like a beautiful thing to have on your vanity. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's kind of true that a lot of hair tools and I'm not, I'm not a like super, what's the word I want to use? Like I don't do a lot of stuff to my hair. I don't really wear makeup that much, but I do like really appreciate beautiful branding and beautiful, like beautiful packaging, beautiful, like things looking pretty that don't have to. Yeah. Like I'm very much into that. Um, and I love all of the elements that are involved in like this, this like part of the brand, like the images of Drew that were shot for it. So there was a promo shoot done with Jamie Nelson that is so like really fun and really colorful. Uh, and every time I get one of the emails yeah. that has pictures of it, like the emails are really beautiful. They're so cute. And you know, what's interesting. I totally, I don't know if I ever knew this or forgot, but they did that photo shoot through zoom, which I don't really understand. What? So Jamie was like, not there, but she like directed the whole shoot virtually oh I could see how that would work you would just have like the right kind of camera on set yeah I guess so pretty cool oh my god but I love them Jamie's worked with Drew a couple times um she's got a really fun bright colorful aesthetic just in her life and it totally comes through in these pictures like I remember we like love there's one of her profile and because of the way this kind of got like a 60s trippy color yeah and like uh, imagery it reminded us of the poster of her grandfather the profile one with the the colors like the psychedelic thank you psychedelic (laughs) the colors kind of look like that yeah should we put a picture of that poster I guess I have to now (laughs) now that you mentioned it maybe even like yeah like as a side by side but yeah the flower hair tools I can't say I've tried them they're highly rated though and seem to be well-loved tools do you have any of them no, but funnily enough, my stepmom, my family is like obsessed with gifts and like gifts are their love language. And I'm not like that at all. Okay. And so I've been harassed for a Christmas list. And I'm like, I don't need anything. Like I don't need more stuff. But then I was like, oh wait, okay, I could have one of these. I could get a flower hair tool that I haven't wanted to shell out the money for. So awesome. maybe I'll get one. We'll see. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I really love what they've done with it. I feel like when they did that whole and the eyewear the newer eyewear ads are definitely kind of similar to this. Too. Okay. Yeah. But there's like a whole kind of thing that we started to see with like this aesthetic, that sort of like, like flower, like 1960s, sort of like um, flower child feeling. Yeah. Then- well, I'll interrupt you and see like the flower by Drew slash Drew's official website is totally like this. That's what you're thinking of. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So like, I feel like once like this flower hair tool stuff, so September, 2020, Seems about right to like kind of go with when that happened. Yeah, it's fun. It's really wonderful. We love it. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) let's move on because we're getting close to the end now. Yes. (laughs) All right. So the next company that Drew founded, (laughs) she just keeps them coming. Yes, she does. Is Beautiful, which is the kitchenware line that launched in March 2021, again in Walmart. She created this alongside Shay Hong, who is um, at the company Made with Gather. So he's been like her partner in this. Mm-hmm. 
And she just wanted to make elegant objects that look good on your kitchen counter. Again, there it is again, the the looking good on the counter. I love that. Yep. And, and, you know, there are times when I'm like, eh, it's got a brand name and that's why it's pretty, but like things (laughs) can be practical and pretty. And I think this is a situation where that's the case because I have invested in many items from this collection. They are gorgeous. They're gorgeous. But the promo photos for this, which are, which are really, really cute, were done by the creative team at Graydon Harriet, um, which includes Michael Graydon and Nicole Harriet. And they also did the first issue of Drew Magazine and Rebel Homemaker. Frequent collaborators, which I yeah. love. They have they do some real fun, cute stuff. It's funny because like you can definitely see that some of the beautiful promo photos and the Rebel Homemaker photos are like same place, maybe same day. Like, yes. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. They can be interchangeable. Awesome. <laughs> and then so the line kicked off mostly with appliances. The air fryer was like the big, most popular one. Mm-hmm. There are cool colors like sage green, which I know you love, uh-huh. <laughs> and white icing. And uh, one of the things that was really important to Drew was that all the buttons are just touchscreen. So they go away, like they go to sleep when you're not using it. So you don't have Mm -hmm. all these like ugly buttons, but then you just touch it to light it up and get it active. Yep. And then they have, everything has like these beautiful gold accents, which I, that really speaks to me. (laughs) Yep. As far as the appliances go, I now have in my, in my kitchen in Maine, I have the blender, the toaster, the immersion blender. Wow. And I feel like maybe one other thing that I'm blanking on right now and then tons of the tools. That must look so good. They also have like tons of gadgets and tools, pots and pans. If you look on like in the stores at Walmart, they suddenly don't have a lot of the gadgets or like things available. You can only get some of the... Oh. um, Yeah, you can only get like some of the appliances. And I'll just say the only reason why I know is because when I'm in Maine, Walmart is the place. <laughs> there is like <laughs> there is like nowhere else Sadly. to go. So I've looked around many times for this stuff. I've had to order it online. So I feel like okay. the for the beautiful brand, it's a lot of like see, like many, many, many things that you can order online and not yeah. too, tons of stuff you can get That's on the how store. I've done mine. I'll say yes. um my favorite thing that I has totally paid for itself is the toaster oven. I use it all the time. That's awesome. Because you can use it as a regular oven. Like you can bake a frozen pizza. You can use the air fryer mode like it and then toast. Like it is the most used appliance in my house. We barely use the real oven or microwave anymore. This has totally replaced it. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. Dang and we'll see what happens. They're always expanding. They did release some candles in November of 2022. So just last month. Yeah, which those are really fun. I think we talked about them on an episode, but the lids have Drew's writing on the inside, which we love that detail. We love Drew's writing. <laughs> Slightly different things on each one. Yeah, each every lid. scent has yeah. a different phrase that she wrote. And I have not gotten them yet, but Ashley has seen some of them in person and has a Go, couple. You have to get them in person because Walmart doesn't know how to ship them safely. <laughs> <laughs> Moving <Yes>. on. <laughs> Moving on. All right. We have reached the final for now <laughs> drew company and this is drew magazine so like Yay. we talked about she loved doing flower press and that sort of metamorphosized into this <laughs> now uh, glossy magazine so the first issue was the summer 2021 issue mm-hmm. there have been five issues in total now so we're at the current uh holiday 
2022 issue, which is called the big warm hug, which I love. Yeah. Drew always writes a big article in each issue, which is really fun. Although some of them have been like reused from other things. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Like the pet one had the chapter from wildflower about Flossie, yep. but it's still fun to have her writing. It's super fun. The one thing I was going to say is that, okay, so what was flower press? It was like how many times a year, twice a year? I think it was supposed to be twice, but it seems like maybe only came out three times total. Yeah, and then this is quarterly, right? Yes. Or like seasonally. Yeah, quarterly. Good way to put it. The um, magazine covers her favorite topics, like things that she's interested in, including food, travel, and interior design. Um, it, funny enough, she uses the name Dear Drew for the section <laughs> where they answer reader mail. And as we mentioned, I think in the previous episode, our dear friend Katie was featured in the Dear Drew section in yeah. the most recent issue. So that was really she fun. for some uh, dating or flirting advice. <laughs> and your answer that yes, was cool. Which I love that so much. I love that she asked for flirting advice. Like, it's so cute. So cute. Um, Drew has said about the magazine, there are no rules. There's a ton of amazing contributors that give incredible life advice. And um, she also said that they include, they decided to include crosswords, colorins, and horoscopes because those are important. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm a crossword freak. I love crosswords. So I think that's really fun that they include those in there. I wish I was better at them. And I, I love people who are <laughs> good at them. very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, one of my first, uh, I'll just get personal for a minute here. My first overnight date with my husband, Jason, four and a half years ago, yeah. we, I spent the night and in the morning he had a New York times subscription and we did the crossword together the next day. And I was like, Aww. yep, this is going to work. Like we completed it together. We both like helped where the other one didn't know the answer. And yeah, <laughs> it was a good feeling. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I feel like Drew would love that story. I'll have to share it with her sometime. Yeah, you will. You will. <laughs> Drew, if you're listening. <laughs> we know you are. Totally. <laughs> and the magazine has like kind of themes for the seasons, like holiday issues. They had a pet issue, which we've mentioned briefly a couple times since we did a pet episode. Oh, you know what we should say about the pet issue is that I was in Miami <laughs> this oh, summer. Yes. And I think the next day, it was like one or two days. It's very, very close together. I think it was the next day drew posted that she was in the miami airport you know right where it been <laughs> and she found the copies of the magazine in a newsstand there and signed a bunch of them and then i went on a further trip and then i came back to miami airport to go home and i like figured out where in the airport she had done this because i could like yep. look at what was in the background yep. and i went there and got a couple of the copies which was really cool <laughs> <laughs> so weird because what are the chances you'd ever be at the Miami oh my God. airport I've never been to Florida in my life that was the only time ever <laughs> and of course it's that thing of like god damn it I'm like one step away <laughs> yeah because it could have been like I mean literally like yeah you could have been there but also like the bigger chances that you would never be there oh yeah <laughs> much more likely but I got the magazines. You have this a lot where you have like, mm -hmm. I was just there. She was just there. Things that happen. Oh, so yeah. Funny. In fact, on my 21st birthday, I wasn't living in Vegas at that time. And I came home, you know, to, to do like Vegasy things for my yep. 21st. And I was at the airport to go home. And I overheard people saying they had seen Drew at the stratosphere. And I was like, what? 
I was devastated. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so this so thank you for coming to our whirlwind tour of the Barrymore brands. <laughs> <laughs> Love <laughs> like, it. <laughs> like this is just, I mean, probably a lot more to say that we could say, especially with Flower Beauty. And we'll have more to say about the Droop magazine because it's still ongoing and beautiful. And like we've we've supported Drew in all these endeavors because they've all been active, and then kind of if they're gone, have gone dormant. <laughs> they've gone dormant since we've been fans. So it's like yeah. we're, we're this is all within our realm of time. So That's it's kind true. of really, it's kind of fun. Yeah, and they're all like really great products that really feel like her so it's mm -hmm. like easy to get behind them <laughs> and whether we share her aesthetic because we love her so much or be, or we love her because our aesthetics are the same it's hard to say at this point <laughs> chicken or the egg <laughs> yes exactly but yeah drew keep them coming we love your brands we love your products uh yep. we'll keep giving you our money <laughs> i can guarantee this is not the last time we'll mention any of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> all yes. right guys well thank you again for tuning in do you know that we would like it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to us? <laughs> Boy, we haven't seen a new review on Al Apple Podcasts in a long time. And if you leave one, we'll read it on the air. So go do it. Please. And then uh, follow us on Instagram at HowDoYouDrewPod. And also, as I've mentioned, and I really want you to do, visit our website at HowDoYouDrew.com. It's a really great companion to the episode. Even if you're watching it later, I understand podcasts are usually listened to you know, while you're driving or doing something else. But check out howdoyoudrew.com and also send listener mail to howdoyoudrewpod at gmail.com. What should we call out this time? Tell us about what, what Drew brand things you have in your collection. Yeah, tell us what's <laughs> your favorite of these brands. What do you yeah. miss the most that isn't around anymore? What yeah. do you utilize every day like my toaster oven? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'd love to hear it. And you know what? We might read it on the next episode if you send us listener mail. We might. Yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much. And we'll see you next Tuesday. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. This episode of the How Do You Drew podcast was researched and produced by Ashley and Anne from the Drewzium.com with help from our sponsor, Positive Medium. Special thanks to Matt Costa for our lovely theme song, Roxy Prima for our adorable logo, and last but not least, Drew Barrymore and all the Drewbies who love her. We do this for you. Thank, Thank you. you.